Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on 5x5. Bandwidth for November has been provided by Joyent, the only cloud service that's purpose-built to power today's real-time web and mobile applications. Joyent offers the most cost-effective public and hybrid cloud solutions available today. Here at 5x5, we host all of our web and app servers in the Joyent cloud, so we highly recommend you check them out and sign up for a free trial at joyent.com. Hey, my guest this week is Philip Mozilak. Uh, he's, he's, he describes himself as a media dude for the city of Jacksonville. Is that Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, you wish it was. It's North Carolina. I, I, I'm coming to like North Carolina. But anyway, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, great. I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted to be here. Really? It's but pretty, you, had it's, me on, you had me on your podcast. Yeah, I know. The first time I had you on, that was a real meta moment. I'm not going to lie, because I kept hearing your voice, and I was like, am I listening to his show? But then I would ask you a question, and you would respond. So that Weird. was – I knew that I, I wasn't listening. I was, I was listening, but you were there. Yes. So now, I get that feeling while I'm doing my podcast too. Right. Well, I'm, you know, I just – you know, we have meta moments. So, so your podcast is called? It is called The Preservation State. With, and uh, you can find it where? preservationstate.com there you go yep and uh i that's hosted with me and uh christopher ratliff who uh is of hueless and hue more fame and you can get those on the app store they're pretty sweet apps it sounds like we're signing off right now i know okay well uh, i guess we'll uh cut off now <laughs> no I, I definitely i like your podcast i wanted to get it out there right well thank you i appreciate that and the uh the feelings obviously mutual because you know i'm a big fan big fan i take nothing for granted you shouldn't. No, nobody should. So what does media dude mean in North Carolina? Well, in North Carolina, most of the time, it really means that I deal in all the government meetings. So when I, I run the TV channel with three other people. And so any of the meetings that you see are done by me. You know, we automate that, all that stuff. And then we do uh, programming and you know, I do a lot of editing and post-production work and, and brandizing things. And uh, I designed police cars. That was kind of <laughs> neat. Um, See, I just say that? that. How do I do that? Well, I mean, is that like a CAD thing or you like did interior decorating or what? Well, I like to put, you know, some different things inside the cars so the, the perps don't feel as, you know, um, as guilty as they might be. So, you know, I use a lot of different colors inside the cars. Um, I can't tell if you're joking. I assume you're joking. Am I? <laughs> That's my favorite response. <laughs> <laughs> am I, or is it right? The, uh, no, what I did was I would take, you know, pictures of, they were, they end up going with the chargers, which I guess everybody ended up going with the chargers. And then I started brainstorming. I started looking at different cars uh, different police cars in, in other cities, like the New York car, things of that nature. And, uh, I'll send you a picture of one. The, uh, and I just would take the outlines of that and I started designing the outside of it. And of course you have to understand for a creative person, uh, sometimes city work can be a little bit frustrating. In fact, there's a, a saying called death by committee where, you know, there is a, an image committee. And so, Everything that I would do gets kind of whittled down or added, tacked onto. So for the most part, I, I liked the way the car looked, but it uh, it had its moments where I was really frustrated because sometimes the the mo you know these people in these committees the the taste they have is in their mouth. So <laughs> as opposed to their eyes or their creative minds, right? But that yeah. you know you're going to have that anywhere. So did they eat your mock-ups? Um, sometimes, and we talked about this before, sometimes what I think is good, I kind of actually do want to get criticized and, and say, you know what, this could be a lot better. And almost going from scratch and, and, re and rebuilding. But for the most part, they liked my ideas. I did have one that I really liked, which was um, like a, uh, a racing stripe on the half third of the hood that really looked dope. And it said police on the side. It was really slick, but they didn't like that. 
And there's also cost involved. You know, it cost about, I think, something like $900 to stripe with the design that per I made. Per car? Per car. Wow. I'd do it for less than that. Well. Give me a bottle of whiteout. Oh, that's a lot of whiteout. Yeah. Okay. So, so media dude is, is like uh media for, oh, now I see the way you said it. I, I was thinking like media dude in the city of Jacksonville, but you're actually for the city of Jacksonville. That's right. So I become more, and this is where like the octopus starts to come into play, you know, um, where I, I just have my tentacle in every little thing. So I become kind of a jackknife. I, you know, you can't master everything, but you can kind of become, you know, that tool that, that fits all sprockets. But then I'm also doing, you know, stuff on the back end, like archiving and trying to come up with workflow solutions so that we, uh, we don't eat ourselves out of house and home with video files. That sounds maddening. Like the broad scope of your job seems like it would be too many balls. Even if none of them were overwhelming, just having to switch modes like that all day would kill me. It, it, it can be a little... It used to be where, like, I didn't know necessarily what I was getting into, like, every day, which was kind of exciting. But now it's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little older now, and, and I'd like to have a, a little bit more of a routine. Oh, and I also no, do Novelty digi- wears off. Yeah, and I do digital signage, too. So there's, I'll just tack that on as well. How's that? Good grief. I That's, I, I've considered myself a jack of all trades in many jobs, but that is by far the most jacks I've ever most trades. Yeah. Most trades. Yeah. And, 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 and I bet you got paid a lot more. Mm. Well, I don't know. No, I think the more, I think the, the more a job is like that, the less likely it is because it's specialized jobs that pay well. You would think except the when jack you're... of all trades, despite being vital to an organization is rarely, um, compensated for that. Yeah. 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 But see what, when you work for a municipality, then you're, you know, under that, that dome. I'm at, if I worked for a business, maybe that would be different because okay. government does not work like business. I, I hear that. I hear government workers complain about working for the government all the time. Well, I not, uh, and, and I don't mean complain like, like whine and moan, but sure. they're always, I work for the government. You know, I don't get that because I work for the government. Why, 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 what's, be- because, why do you have the job? Right. And I think, the the really that the the crux of that is that that the there's no in 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 businesses like and that are cutthroat there's incentive to do really well and that's that's what they're really talking about they're they're saying it's not that they have a government job it's like i can't be creative i can't do more to like you almost have to be uh, self-sacrificing and say, "I'm doing this for the betterment of the citizens." If you can, I, I if would you, hope that's why you went into government in the first place. Well, no, At I got I got it into politics. So I, no, that, it was just because I wanted to play with Final Cut Pro all day. There are businesses that actually do that, like private sector. I, I've heard of them, but um, maybe I'm I'm too scared or I got too comfortable. <laughs> I don't know what. And then you know, I got married and and had kids, so. I don't know. Things changed a little bit, but who knows? Who knows? So are you, are you happy? Happiness is, hmm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's I think, better than saying no, I guess. But whoever says, yeah, I guess I've known some people that are really, truly unhappy. But yeah, I think I'm I, happy. And go ahead. I'm I, sorry. I see change on the horizon. So I can have a, I have a real positive outlook now. Good. So there it is. I, I can awesome. see a light at the end of the tunnel. I I can appreciate that. I, I was in that place for how old are you? Thirty nine. Wow. I was in that place when I was like thirty, thirty, thirty one. Mm-hmm. And then right around the age of thirty one, I got happy. Everything just fell into place. And while, you know, I could do better in just about every area of my life, I'm actually I've been happy for four years now. Is that scary? No, I really enjoy it. Well that's good. I think part of it is because I'm grateful for it. I don't take it for granted. That's the difference. That's that's the that's a huge difference. Anyway. Well, because you know what it was like on the other side. Oh yes. And once you know that, then there that's a difference. Yeah. So how's yeah. Your, how, I, well, gratitude, like I don't think anyone who's truly happy would you don't know you're happy unless you're grateful for it. 
That's right. So maybe all those people that say, I don't know if I'm happy, have never really, maybe they don't have a comparison. Maybe they don't have something super sad in their life. Yeah. That you, tragedy <sighs> provokes happiness. I think that's probably very, very you have accurate. to, it's a yin and yang. You have to have one without the other. You, it's just, it's the only way it, just to go up. You have to go down. Story of my life. There you go. Now, but look at you riding high, riding high for four years. Now that's just like begging for a, nope. a crash. Absolutely not. Okay, fine. It can't, it won't um, happen. So, so here's what I want to do today. Yeah. It's, it's a slightly different format. But I love it. We, re- we reviewed our top picks before the show and realized we both had a lot to say about them and other tangentially related topics. So we're actually going to split the top three picks up through the three sections of the show, and each of us will do one pick per section, and we'll let the conversation branch from those picks. They, I like they it. All kinda, they're all kind of topical. So. All right. Why don't you start with your first pick for block A here? Okay. I pick Hype 2 by Tumult. And one of the main reasons I've picked it is I'm inspired by guys like you that can see the code, understand it, and I am just a novice in your world. I don't quite get it, um, but I'm learning. And so I, it was amazing to me. I, I'd listened to um, the podcast uh, – it was a podcast that, that Ryan Nielsen was on from Tumult. And I realized the price of it had gone down to like 26 bucks. And I said, I, I told my wife, I said, I'd really like to get this just because I'd like to do some web stuff, you know, and not that cheesy web stuff. And I thought, you know, nothing better than maybe trying something different. And it made me feel a lot more empowered because it was like the interface I was kind of used to with editing. So I could, I mean, I understand how to put, pieces onto a canvas and move them around. And then I could take that and put it onto um, a website or, and, and make it or go right to an iPhone or an iPad and have did, something interesting happen there. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Did I miss it? Or, or did you not actually say what it does? I said hype too. Don't you said hype you. too. Not yeah. what it, what, not what it was, what it does. Well, what it does is create HTML5 animations and interactivity. How about that? Yes, that's perfect. Oh. And it can export straight to iBooks. Yes. And that's where maybe you come in? <laughs> that's my cue. No, the uh, I, I've, I've been using Purple for quite a while now, um, working on this children's book that I'm doing. And uh, it's... It's uh, purple at the time, at the time when hype one was out and purple were out, I made the decision to go with purple. Um, I haven't, I bought hype two. I haven't dug into it because I, I just haven't made the switch yet, but I'm really intrigued by the direct export to iBooks mm-hmm. because I, I think the, the world of interactive iBooks has not been fully tackled yet. Has not, I want to, I want to, I want to penetrate it. Well, you know, listening listening to uh, your last show with uh, David Sparks, like he it seems to be like grasping iBooks just by the reins and just going for it. And I, I've been, I'm, I'm almost really jealous of of how he's tackled it, and it makes me wonder why aren't more people taking a hold of it? I'm jealous that the rate he completes books. I'm jealous of the rate at which he completes books. Um, Sentence yeah. full put together, did I? Right. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't finish stuff that fast. This this book, like, I spend a lot of time tweaking, and a lot of time as I'm tweaking, thinking of things I want to add to the book, and then figuring out how I'm going to add those to the book. And by the time I fin, in, in, by the time I end the day, I've come up with twenty ideas and finished one. Yeah, but that one idea was probably all right. I mean, sometimes you got, you know, it, when I forget, uh, it wasn't Degas. It was um, another artist. Um, he said, you know, if <laughs> the I other to, artist. Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name and I'll figure it out in just a minute. Um, he always drew horses, did a lot of paintings of horses. It wasn't oh. Pizarro. Um, 
I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't do, I didn't do well with art history. Yeah. And it it just blanked on me, but he drew a, he said, if I draw a thousand lines, one of those lines is going to be right. And I've always followed that model. It's like, okay, if uh, I'll draw that many lines, you know, it's just good practice anyway. I've broken a ton of eggs. Well, I have a couple omelets though. Well, I mean, so you're not hungry. Mm. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I have lots of eggshells. I like to put eggshells in my coffee grounds when I make coffee. What does that do? They absorb the acidity. Like if you want to make, if you put them in like a Chemex and do like a slow, like drip it, by the time you get your cup of coffee, it is so utterly smooth. And sometimes that's what I'm in the mood for. Sometimes I like a good Sumatra bite, you know, like, but yeah, if I want a smooth cup of coffee that feels like drinking the ocean, no, but without all the salt, hmm. it's just, um, it's yeah. Eggshells. They work. So now can I go to work at city hall tomorrow and bust an egg open and put it in the Folgers? Well, you don't want the egg part, just the shell. Right. I got that. Do I have to wash it out? Do I have to be dried out? What's the deal? I, I dry them. I, I wash them. I, I uh, run some vinegar over them after I cook them, cook the innards. And uh, and then I just put them over by my coffee grounds to or by my beans to dry and then crush them in my hand and drop them in and away we go. But I don't know if it will help Folgers. I mean, it's city coffee. We secretly replaced our Folgers <laughs> with eggshells. Right. Let's see if they notice. Well, I'm going to try it with the Folgers and see what happens. I wish you luck. Right. I, I don't know if you can improve Folgers. I mean, we're talking, I mean, this isn't, you know, your aristocrat coffee. Well, no, but it is of the, of the coffees you can buy pre-ground in plastic containers. It's one of the better ones. That and chock full of nuts. Of course, I haven't been drinking instant, so that's another story. Wait, you have been drinking instant? That's what I do. Yeah. Good Lord. Well, what do you want from me? I, you know, I, I, it's I, because you have too much to do. It's because you have to run off and design police cars. And that's right. Now you get it. Who now has time you to get arrow it. press a cup of coffee? No, I have time to curry a cup of coffee with instant. That's crazy. I know. That's it, crazy. Well, it's now a, that it's a contradiction. Right now, uh, my my higher ups at work work yes. on Pacific time. Uh huh. And I'm in Central. So I get very uh, low, low traffic mornings. Like I, I don't get a lot of, I have plenty of time to make a cup of coffee and sit back for a minute. And I like that. Is, is that with your pants on or? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, to me, like pants are, they're kind of. Um, it's negotiable. Well, it's irrelevant. Like I don't even notice half the time whether I'm wearing pants or not. You're so lucky. I guess other people notice. Wow. Just kidding. I don't know any other people. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and besides that, they're all internet buddies. They never see you anyway. So it's, it doesn't matter except for my wife, but see, she here's why, here's why I'm a little bit tipsy right now. Uh Oh, is my wife was gone for two weeks. She just got back yesterday. And during the last two days of her time away, the dogs like, at some time around Friday, they they both they broke. They just broke, uh-uh. and they turned into like pacing, whining, crazy machines that no amount of like. It was twenty degrees, so I wasn't going for any long walks. But I tried to play some catch, tried to wear them out, but they were insatiable. And then eleven p.m. hit on Friday night, and they were barking at nothing. Like they were no, not not even a sound, and they would just get up and just start barking. I haven't. I didn't sleep for two days straight. I even tried locking them in other rooms, but I just, I couldn't. And then the cats went a little bit nuts, but not to the extent that the dogs did. But now my wife's home and last night I got to sleep in and everyone was calm. Nice. So I think, I think uh, like 12 days is the breaking point for the dogs without my wife. Well, I'm going to say that you actually are probably the first person in the world to untame a domestic dog. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, you got that going for you. Put that on I a think, resume. I think it's more of I caused neuroses yes. than uh, feralism. I, I think so too. Yeah. 
Well, neurosis is that's that's treatable. I don't know. No, that's not really in animals, is it? Because I, I have a cat that is he's 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 got he's got pink around his eyes, so he always looks a little bit worried anyway. Uh-huh. But he is he's worried. Like he is constantly skittish. He loves me. Like he'll curl up in my lap. But if I twitch my leg, he's gone. Right. Because he's constantly on guard for nothing. Like nothing has ever happened to this cat. I've had him since he was born. He has no reason to be like this, but he used to get like urinary blockages because he frets and just like, he would just be so uptight all the time. It was, I mean, I'm sure there were more biophysical reasons for it, but he's just saying, he's saying, Brett, I don't want you to be like me, but I'm, I love you anyway. But my wife says he's like that because I'm like that. And he took after me. Well, wives have a way of being right. I know. Now, what are you so gonna anyway, do? what's your pick now? My pick, I got this app uh, called Tag Journal. It was sent to me for review, and I waited a couple days before I had a chance to uh, to load it up. And when I did, I was duly impressed with it. It's uh, it's a journaling app for iPhone, and oh. it's just it's extremely well designed. I, I really like working in it. I'm a, I'm a day one guy. I Ooh. love day one. I use day one on all my devices. Right. And I'm not switching away from day one because the beauty of day one is that it works on all of my platforms. Right. Uh, this is, I think, I'm not even sure they have an iPad version of this. It's designed for iPhone. I could be wrong. I should have looked that up. Um, it is both iPhone and iPad. It's universal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I should try it on my iPad. I bet it's beautiful there too. <clears throat> it is but, colorful. Um, well, that's the thing. It's colorful with while still being simple. And let's see. Wow, this is it. beautiful. Yeah, and and it can take it can make entries out of audio recordings or photos or plain text. It reads Markdown, which you don't have to know to use it, but it it's a nice benefit. And it can also, you can collect like audio notes and photos and things without necessarily having to turn them into journal entries. And then you can pick them up later and say, let's make an entry out of this, add some text and then share it if you want to or not. You know, for me, journaling is not the same as Twittering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although Twittering to me is also journaling. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, I, I journal my tweets with Slogger. That's right. Because it. It defines what I was thinking and how I was feeling in a day. Exactly. But the things that I write in my journal don't go the other direction. Correct. Every once in a while, I will go the the opposite direction only because it's like, well, this is kind of good enough to put as a tweet or something. And but rarely do I go that direction. I don't write about. Like my crush on Tommy in the third grade and stuff. No. You're lucky. That's that's not for Twitter. Well, sometimes it is. Yeah. Okay. That's a slick so, app. I like the way that looks. Uh, yes. That, that two ninety nine. That's like a steal and a half. It really is. It really is. Um, I do recommend checking it out if you're not already in the kind of day one eco. At, what's the word I'm looking for? Ecosystem. I guess. Yes. If you're not, if you're not kind of fully entrenched into the day one avenue, right? You could take, you could take the side street. Would not be a bad thing, right? You just take the side street, and you and you're going over to Tag Journal Lane. If they come out with a Mac app for this, done deal. It it will be it will be real competition for day one. They better watch out. Yep. Well, you spoke it spoke it in. Now that you know they're listening. Did I say it has tags? Well, I figured tag journal, it kind of had something to do with that. Yes, it has tags and you can, you can tag things. It's got an intelligent and very pretty way of what I really like about the table view in this is that it displays all kinds of information, tells you whether there's photos, locations, notes, audio shows, pictures, has headlines and shows the tags that categorize each entry all at all at once. On a display that looks sparse, like it doesn't feel. You don't have to. You can just 
tell at a glance what mm-hmm. you're looking for. It's very nice. Well, I like that. Tagging, well, though. And, and apply effects on photos with aviary. That's kind of interesting. So did they yeah. bundle aviary into it? I think that's online, isn't it? Is yeah. it aviary a web service? I haven't tried it yet. I, I know it's an app. I know I have it. I just haven't used it. But that's kind of the way I am. I, I, I have a thousand apps sitting on the phone. Yeah, I've actually, I got it all down to one page of my phone. However, all my folders on that page are full, but that's still, it's still, uh, I, I deleted a ton of apps. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I just, but I, it's like, it's like my junk drawer. I can't, I don't know when I'm going to need a, a micro USB plug. I know I have some apps on my phone that I really want to use. Like I, I look for excuses to use them. But they don't come up very often, but I can't delete them. I know. I because know. they're such cool ideas. And, and I just, I wish I was that person that could use that. Right. Just want you want to respect the idea. Yes. Eventually it'll be for you. It's not like, now. Like trunk notes. Yes. Okay. Like the, I know exactly the power behind trunk notes and the potential for scripting on the Mac with trunk notes. And they actually have a Mac version now, too. Uh, they have for a while. But, um, like, the power of it is so intriguing to me, but it requires a time investment that I don't have to really build up a system. But it's still on my phone and my iPad. Well, it's just not for now. It's all right. If we chase two rabbits at the same time, what happens? Hostgator. Okay. How did that happen? Let's talk about it. Yes, let's. <laughs> I segues when I'm tired that hmm, that one will go down in the books. Hostgator is a premier web hosting provider. If you're looking to start a website, Hostgator can help you get started with monthly hosting plans, one click installs and tons of other features that make getting your website up and running easy. If you're a more advanced user or a business, Hostgator can take care of you with reseller plans, VPS and dedicated servers. HostGator guarantees 99.9% uptime no matter what your size or needs. If you're a WordPress user, you'll love their one-click installs and optimized hosting platform. When you host with HostGator, you get an unlimited you get unlimited disk space and bandwidth. They have free site builder tools that are really easy to use, but if you find yourself needing any help, they have 24/7 support to ensure everything is running smoothly. So, head on over to hostgator.com to learn more. And when you decide to purchase, don't forget to use the coupon code DANSENTME11 and get 30% off of everything at HostGator.com. Okay, second block. I set up, I set up my son's uh, um, website through HostGator. Using you don't have the, time to talk about your son's website. Whatever, I'm sorry. It's We're bad. halfway through the podcast. Already. All right, I'm sorry. Whatever. I love your kid. I'm sorry. All right. Tell, tell him I was tired. Tell him I didn't mean that. Why are you so tired? What's going on? Why are you so crabby? I know you're being really a crab apple. I don't like it. Tell us about your next pick, though. All right. Well, here it comes. You ready? Wait. Do you really? Am I? Am I offending you? Am I making you feel bad? Absolutely not. Okay. Because you you sounded hurt there for a second. Well, I just do that. That's acting. That you're good. That, yeah, it's voice the jack acting. of all trades. That's right. <laughs> what, what am I gonna do? I have to, right? I gotta. I gotta. Yes. I, I, I gotta make you feel it. I didn't realize that voice acting fell into the same spectrum as police car design but well well but see remember the swiss army knife remember that they had the, they had uh the tweezers in there mm-hmm. so is that your voice acting well yeah that will put it down as that how about That's that a weird metaphor okay so there must be an app that helps you with this kind of uh collecting all these talents that's right and it's a curation if you will so i was browsing through the featured apps and I didn't dig around too deep, and this one just caught my eye. Curator. And I've always liked the idea of mood boards, but I don't necessarily, you know, some of the apps that are out there, even Evernote, stuff like that, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel very good to me. And this one has a very simplified interface, very similar to Tag Journal, um, with you're basically putting in colors um, or pictures in a nice grid that's like a what on the ipad it's what a five by five grid 
Oh, five by five. Uh-huh. Um, you, you like that? I did. I was counting. I'm sorry. I was counting cells in the screenshot. Right. See? But and, you're right. Five by five. Yep. And then you can just, you know, you title it, but you can put text in there so you can put notes to yourself. But like if I have an idea of like maybe an effect I want to build, well, maybe I'll just, I'll drag a few images in there that kind of remind me of something I want to do or how it might look. And then I can just kind of save it off and then um, export the Joker as like a one-off sheet. And then I can kind of like just put that up in front of me as I'm working. Just to is, kind of... it, is it photos only? No, it's photos and text. And okay. it do, but it also does have um, a web browser built in. And you can snap shots from the web? Yes. There was a great app that I had a long time ago called Moodboard. Yes. I remember you talking about it a while back. Yeah. And it was, I, I never put it to solid use because I was at that point moving out of the creative end of the profession uh, and, and no more technical stuff. And, um, but I loved it because it had, you could add like color palettes and you could, you could snap web pages, you could add photos, you could draw. And it just like, you could really create mood boards and, you know, they'd be mostly photos with your own notes and then you could pull color palettes out and yeah. See, see, if I was my, planning a wedding. Right. Exactly. Something like a specific thing. But see, like I, if I tried to collect all this stuff, it would just be a mess. And then that way this thing kind of just looks nice and organizes the stuff for me. I don't have to think about that kind of thing. Who has time to think about that kind of thing? I don't know. You're I don't. a very busy guy. How do you pull off a podcast? Uh, I don't know. I mean, time-wise, time-wise, not like talent-wise. Well, well, yeah, well, a little bit of both. But um, I, I don't know. But I had to give it up for a long time. You know, I, I, I once when the when the girls were born, I, I really gave it up, and so I was I was out out of the mix for a long time, and then really, the iPhone got me back into it. You know, an iOS once and, you know, and some of the, you know, the little stables of stations started to come up. Everything changed. The whole the whole game changed a little bit. And then when I met Christopher, he said something about podcast. And I was like, wow, I kind of wouldn't mind doing that again because it that was one thing that really made me happy, to be honest with you. It makes me happy. Well, I'm happy if you're happy. All right. Well, you were already happy before I was happy, but neither here nor there. Okay. And yeah. All right. My brain jumped to pants again, but That's, I was going to tell you. Yeah. Um, my, my pick. Mm -hmm. Do you, does your job involve email much? Um, I, I would say yes. Exchange. You want to make, do you want to make that part of your job more awesome? Well, Yeah. All right, I've been looking for a, a mail client for a long, long time. I, mail is okay, like mail.app is okay, but I was getting a lot of crashes, and anytime I added things to it, like like mail tags and mail act on, the things that made it actually workable for me, it would get really crashy. So I was looking for a solution, and I went through, I think, every possible Mac or Unix-based solution, and... I ended up last week trying one that I had panned earlier called MailMate. Mm -hmm. And it is, I'm 100% sold after, after a year and a half of switching email clients every two to three weeks, I am locked in and MailMate is not the most beautiful, uh, girl at the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's actually more of like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Not, I mean, because it, it's, it's charming. Let's put it that way. I like that. Um, it, it has the power and the ease of use and the flexibility that I require though. Um, and it even, it, there's a, there's a hidden feature you can enable that turns on TextMate style bundles where you can extend its functionality with any scripting language and bundles that you can then add to the command palette, like the menu bar. Uh -huh. And I mean, that's the kind of thing that it's been a blessing and a curse because it has, I have been able to streamline my inbox to a point where 
with Gmail hotkeys and a cu- couple of custom hot ha huh, a couple custom shortcuts. Right. And I can flip through my most important emails in seconds and I can I like I I have rules that tag things as they come in. There's a whole tagging system built in. I only use five different tags throughout all of my mail and that makes it really easy to quickly find what I need. The search is blazing fast. Like you ever search for stuff in mail? Yeah, I have actually trimmed my mail because it got too too bulky. All I know is mail.app has always infuriated me when I try to search. Just takes so long and it isn't feels like it's not as smart as like if I search in Gmail, I find what I'm looking for. Like yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This has this has Gmail quality search. And you can download it for free. You can download it for free, but if you want to be a legitimate license owner, it's fifty dollars. And it's worth it. Like this is the kind of thing that you pay to support the development of. Mm-hmm. And possibly to hire a professional interface designer. Um, and it's got Markdown support. Oh, yeah. You can write emails in Markdown and send them in HTML. It's beautiful. Now, of course, now, truth be told, you could use the Markdown service tools to do that. You could. But. Well, and, well, and the benefit to the Markdown service tools is Smarty Pants. Like uh, that converts all your quotes to smart quotes and your yeah. three dots to ellipses. And um, that I'm trying to talk. Uh, the developer into adding smarty pants because right now the the only reason I would write an email in Markdown and then convert it before I send it is to get all my typography right. So without that, I I, I do actually use the service tools sometimes. But then mm. again, I also send ninety percent of my email in plain text. Like I'll convert other people's rich text emails to text and send it back to them with a reply and nice little little angle brackets for quotes. And is that is that a little like paper cut to them? I don't, no one's ever complained. I don't know if most people even notice, but I get these emails that are like set at like 10 point or like 10 point fonts. And then like the quote, the the next quoted section would be like 24 point font. And I'm like, command shift T all gone. Very nice. Very nice. Maybe they're just trying to say hi in their own way without using their voice. I think they don't know how to use computers. Well, that could be too. But do we really know how to use computers? I mean, really? Besides or, do the, or do the computers use us? Oh, you. That's, that's another rabbit. Yeah. So I'm running behind because I waited too long to do that first sponsor. Yeah. Do it, and do since it. I kind of just jumped on that and rode the mail mate uh, like horse by myself for a yeah. while there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we should just do another sponsor break and then start again. All right. That's fine. All right. All right. So, oh, I bet you'd like this one. You ever, have you ever used Shutterstock? Um, indeed. Yes. I even, I even contribute to it. Really? Yes. I can't remember what my name is on that though. Huh? (laughs) Cause well, I've been using another, uh, not a competitor to them, but, but, uh, anyway, I've ruined ruined your sponsorship by the way. Not at all. Not at all. That's awesome. Um, well, Shutterstock has uh, over 28 million images, stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and a million video clips. Start your search at Shutterstock.com to find that perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or any other creative project. Like cop cars, like cop car design. That's right. Shutterstock.com gives you a global image collection to find images from around the world to suit your project. Choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages. You can choose whatever fits your needs. And never have to compromise. And even if you need just one image for your blog or your mock-up, you can do that too. Every time you visit Shutterstock, you'll find something new. Since they add 20,000 images every day and 12,000 videos each week. It's more affordable than you think too. With no extra charge for large files. Just download any image at any size and pay only one price. They don't nickel and dime you for high resolution images. Does that mean that contributors don't make as much? Um, no, actually. That would mean that um, it's a you know it, it it's actually a little bit more fair. So it's you know because I suppose because you're only providing one size image anyway, and they're downsizing it and selling it multiple times. Correct. So gotcha. it, it doesn't matter either way. But actually, you know, it's I and I didn't even think about this. The city uses that a lot. That way, we don't have to use the uh, the stupid little uh, you know Microsoft uh, stick Clip figure art. guy. Yeah. Oh. 
you know, that kind of clip art. Yeah. It's no, it's, that's that's cool. no bueno. That's no good. So the government uses it, and so should you. Right. Because you can easily curate and share pictures via lightboxes. You can choose your favorite pictures or videos and add them to your own lightbox gallery as you search. They even have an iPad app for doing that. There's also something called Enhanced License Access. If you like an image and you want to run it on print or swag for trade shows, then get you an enhanced license for any image. Shutterstock also has a huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates, and video clips should you need any of those. If you need help at Shutterstock.com, you get an account rep dedicated to you who will answer any questions. They also have 24-hour support during the week. To sign up for a free browse account, go to Shutterstock.com. No credit card needed. When you find the images you like and you decide to purchase, use the offer code DANSENTME1113 and get 25% off of any package you put together over at Shutterstock.com. All right. So what do you have next? Let's, what, am I, I guess I am next, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, this is where we start to get a little ethereal and a little music-y. <clears throat> Slightly. Well, no, not, we're going to use the computer go, because the computer go. controls the whole thing. Just do it. Amos. An Amish app? That's right. That's weird. Well, it it is a little weird, but not as weird as you might think. It's actually a MIDI trigger on your iPad. You download the um, the little uh, sniffer on your Mac, and then you queue up GarageBand. You load up a few um, software tracks, and it plays these notes for you. And you can limit it down to, like, I think one or six or seven of these little bouncing kind of balls that you can change to quarter note, half note, 16th note, whatever. And so then you, I, I made some nice little dreamy music uh, the other night, and I didn't have to do a thing. Nice. Did I, you see what Amos stands for? Uh, no. Another MIDI OSC source. Okay. Well, that's, so that's funny to me. That's like YAML and and news news not Unix. Yes. Uh, what? what do they call that? Recursion or never mind? Because this okay. doesn't have its own name in the. It's different than new. Am I saying that wrong? I always I, forget. I always say GIF GNU. or GIF. It's 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 GIF. Come on. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm I've not accepted, fight that I've people. accepted that because the creator of it, I know, said in an interview that it was GIF. So I've always said GIF, but then someone pointed out that it stands for graphics interchange format. Where's the J sound come from in graphics? Look, anyway, we all know that anyway. there's only one GIF and that's peanut butter, period. I'm not, ha- I'm not having no argument. I'm, a, I'm actually a really big GIF peanut butter fan that they're of natural peanut are. butter. Of course so you that, are. Right. I try to eat natural stuff, but peanut butter is the one thing I like a little bit of extra sugar and processing in, but I get the natural. So I'm kind of on that spectrum right before you fall off into that kind of peanut butter that you have to stir before you can use it. I just had some Jif. I just had a peanut butter sandwich before we came, before we got on. That's pretty much always true of me. You're if always you ever talk butter? to me and I haven't had a peanut butter sandwich within the last, like, at least three hours or so, something's wrong. Call keeps out. you level. It keeps you level. It does, I guess. I just, I don't know what life's like without peanut butter and honey and various jams. You do the peanut anyway, butter and honey. Music. Okay. I want to talk All about right. music. Yep. So what kind of MIDI controller, what kind of MIDI interface do you use between your, your iOS devices and your synthesizers? I have, I have a um, M-Studio um, or M-Audio M-Studio, do M-Audio uh, 88 key. I got it a long time ago and it's got one jammed up key. But I just love it. <laughs> I, 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 mine's sitting right next to me. Same Would you, one. Same one? Mm-hmm. It's great. I also have their little 24 key one. See, my, I like those because it would actually fit on my desk. That's, I have two desks. And that, the, the one on my, to my left has the 88 key. And the one that I spend most of my time at just has a little one that I can play left or right-handed, but not both. I really want to learn how to play piano because it seems like that's the if you can understand piano, like basically the world is your oyster. See, guitar made me understand piano. I took piano lessons as a kid for years and I could play stuff, you know, from rote, rote by rote by yeah. from memory. 
but I never really understood piano until I spent a few years not touching a piano and playing bass and guitar. Mm-hmm. And the fretted instruments began to like one day it just snapped or clicked like that. These frets correlate with keys. And all of a sudden, because it's like having five concurrent keyboards and chords start to appear in a more like a, in a form that you can fit your hands onto easily. Yes. And then you start translating that to piano and then it makes sense. So all of my, I can play like for Elise and all the like stuff that kids play, but, um, but I well, didn't really understand what I was doing. See, the thing is, I think if I knew how to play something like that, I would play it all day. I'd play it all the time. Mm. I play this little jazz riff that I wrote. It's a blues riff that I wrote when I was maybe like 12 years old. And it became, it's like, if I sit down at a piano, it's the first thing I hit. Just these little minor seconds and a little like arpeggio. And- well, see, like I love making sounds like it, it, I don't really, I don't understand music completely. I was never trained in, I, I tried to play the saxophone, but I'm left-handed and I apparently left-handed saxophone players are beyond rare. And so that didn't work. Wouldn't that make you a lot of money? Couldn't you be like, like freak show left-handed saxophone player? I, I guess you could. Um, and it probably would have worked real well for me if I was in morphine and I could have played two saxes at the same time. That is but, crazy. Right. But that didn't happen. So now I just like making noises and putting those kind of things together. And Define if sound, noises. Well, you know, you start adding a little bit of, you know, reverb, uh, distortion, then you, you know, crank in a little bit of that eight bit crush. And, wow. And, see, I had you pegged for like a, an ambient guy. Well, but no, but you can have that in ambient. You that that can be like the underlying kind of uh, bed, while you have some ethereal stuff up top. Why not? You you can have it all. Why not have it all? It sounds interesting, but it sounds like you created a new genre. That's like well, I don't I don't like to brag. <laughs> Eight bit ethereal crunch rock right. thrash. Right. Uh huh. So, you know, it's, rocks. well, and ministry had that, you know, they, ha- you know, it, sometimes there it was, was nothing just, ambient about ministry. Oh, there were, th- unless you go way back to, uh, that Twitch. first album. No, Twitch. before that. With, oh, um, with sympathy. Yes. Yes. If you go with back sy- to with sympathy, maybe you could find some of that dual layer stuff. But these days, like from filth pig on. Yeah. It's no, no, just, no. it's thrash. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. Yeah. But, you know, did you see his book? He did a biography of Al Jurgensen. No, but that and the one on Ogre would be books I would read. That I saw it at Barnes and Noble. Like, ah, oh, it must have been five months ago. It was the last time I was up at the Apple Store because there there was a Barnes and Noble up there. I was waiting, and it has full color picks and stuff. It really looks good. I didn't get it, but I want it. So I I I, I hear I'm hearing that you're a ministry fan. Yeah, you know, that my my whole kind of like where I was brought in on the music scene, like from like the typical pop 80s pop type stuff, like the Pixies and the Replacements and Depeche Mode that like catapulted me like into like where I could listen to all this other stuff that was going on that I, you know, wasn't on the radio. And then like in Pittsburgh, we had the the X, which played you know they played stuff like nine inch nails like it like the first time i heard had like a hole you know my mind was kind of blown i'd already been listening to ministry but yeah so at first i was like oh come on nine inch nails this is like some ripoff ministry and then i realized that that wasn't the case at all see so when i like i was really into pretty hate machine right um and then at some point i decided that it was a ripoff of the entire underground industrial scene. Like I got mad I, at Trent Reznor for I a know, long time. I know, I know. I felt the same way. But then like, as I got older and started like, <laughs> you know, reminiscing and then going back and really kind of digging into the tracks, I realized, yeah, he took the sound of what was happening in the underground clubs at the time and he commercialized it, but he is a master of like tweaking every sound and creating sounds from from you know 
the true heart of industrial was to make sounds from everyday noise yeah. and to like make music Apex from twi- everyday yeah. noise. Like Apex Twin. I love that stuff. Yeah, I didn't get as heavily into that, but yeah, uh, that, that was that was because his videos were crazy. Oh, jeez. I just remember one that I saw when I was completely intoxicated that was come, like him in a limo with breasts. Yes. Hey, yeah. That's come to daddy, is it not? I don't know. I told you I'm not into that. Is it the one where his mouth gets all big and he's screaming? Yeah, that I sounds right. It yeah, it is. Here's the big question. Yeah. Are you or have you ever been into Fugazi? I was into Black Flag. Now, totally while, different. Yeah, I, I, exactly. And so that's where kind of the diverge, I think because I lived in Pittsburgh, DC was too close. <laughs> too close to be cool. So you went West Coast? I think so. Huh. Because well, I live we were, right in the middle and I like both coasts. Right. And and I and but see we then we started to really get into um the desert rock scene and you know and so like with uh Unita and um Slowburn and uh I'm trying to think of the Caius. The desert oh. the stoner rock. Yeah. Yeah, well Fugazi is to me <laughs> It's the sound of my youth, and they have continued to grow and expand over time in the same way that I have, and I still like them. And that's amazing for a band to have dozens of albums and me still be interested. I just like the fact that they are still making music that's worth something. Mm-hmm. Well, they've really they've they've never <coughs> never tried. They've always they've they've uh, shunned commercial success, and they're they're true. Musicians, they're true artists. I think I need My to personal get personal opinion. Yeah, I, I, I need. I would almost. It's the same way. We can binge watch on TV. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and dissect and get a bunch of Fugazi, a steady diet of nothing, a few mm-hmm. of those, and songs. And I'm going to and I'm going to take that and experience it for the first time. <laughs> well, have fun with that. Well, why not? I'll make you a mixtape if I can find a cassette. Be real nice. I just, I was talking about mixtapes. I don't know how everyone you... talks about mixtapes. There's so much nostalgia surrounding mixtapes. You know how pumped I was. That I can make a mix CD. I mean, seriously, how pumped I was. I got I really had... into uh mix, mix, Meister back when it was on PC only. And I had a PC and I would sit because you can crossfade and beat match tracks really easily. Yeah. So I would make these like CD length mixes of like punk rock and hip hop and, you know, songs that normally you wouldn't hear on a dance floor. But right. I would use like dance software to, to flow the Beastie Boys into Black Flag and just make it work. And it was, I, I, it was legendary according to my wife. She still has one of my. One of my mixes, it was called Hey Punk, I Love You, and it was mostly punk rock. But then at the end, I got bored, and it went into old school hip-hop. But. Well, that's all right. There's nothing wrong with old school hip-hop. Public Enemies, no, nobody has a better rap voice than Chuck D. I will not, I'll not have no other exception. It's the only acceptable I, voice. I, I would ante that with uh, KRS-One. That guy just, he, he had a, a way about doing like rhythms with his voice. That were unparalleled. Did he? Did, have you seen? There's a commercial for a basketball video game. Yes. Is that? And it starts out with a girl singing, and then it kicks in. Is that his? Is that KRS One? I think it is because, but my girls got so scared of it. <laughs> like, because it, it one, like two, the way it three, starts four, out, man. it just they were just like they were completely like, like they see this Haunting. you know tattooed LeBron James in computer <laughs> form, and it freaked them out. It totally well, with freaked that out. spooky that spooky song in the back, and if you listen to it, it's actually like she's singing about MCs, and it's a very, I don't know, it's an old school rap theme, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, but Chuck, anyway. Chuck, D, Chuck D is the best voice in rap. I'm not arguing with you. I'm, All right, I'm, I'm just I'm offering a counterpoint, but a Chuck D, yeah, yeah, definitely the, the best, Jerry, the best. <laughs> All right, so Amos. Amos, what do you what do you have? What do you have to counter with? I I bring I bring you brain entrainment. Uh oh. 
I learned about this on a podcast I was on uh, last week. I'll, I'll link to that. It was it was a fun podcast. It was uh, it was about thinking and not about programming. Uh-huh. Um, but he turned me on to brain entrainment, and it's this series of MP3s that they're they have binaural beats and kind of ambient sounds, and you put your headphones on while you're working, and you don't you don't even. Here's how I discovered I liked it. I. I recently put out uh, a casting call, and in case anyone missed it, it's still wide open. Um, uh, I'll link it on my blog. You can drop in a five-minute audio file and introduce yourself, and I'm scheduling quite a few of my future shows based on the feedback I'm getting from this. So I have all these MP3s of submissions in in uh, in Vox, but nice. I also have some of these uh, uh, kind of uh, brain entrainment MP3s that I downloaded to check out later. And they were mixed in and I was listening to, uh, one of the submissions and I flipped over to check my email while I was listening and it ended. And when I flipped back, I didn't notice, but the brain entrainment MP3 had started playing and I worked for half an hour feeling like I was totally in the zone. Shut up. And then the, the track ended and I was like, Oh man, that, that worked. (laughs) And it, it's totally background music. It's not the kind of thing that you, you listen to with any kind of conscious mind. See, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm doing the Adderall thing. We've talked about this all, you know, on the line before. Um, but eventually I, it doesn't exactly do what it needs to do. And I've been looking for something like this because that's, I mean, I like that stuff. <laughs> do, you, do you ever see those like, the binaural beats that were supposed to synthesize various drugs. No, they got banned in they got banned in public schools and stuff. Uh, like you could get like the weed binaural beats and play them and you were supposed to feel high. And I never really bought into it, but I did find a long time ago that binaural beats, uh, properly tuned can help me fall asleep quicker than I could without them. And so I began to give them some, uh, credit. Yep. I, I began to believe I, be, I became a, a, an almost believer and, uh, and I, I still don't know how much I haven't read much of the science behind the kind of impact that audio can have on the conscious mind or the subconscious well, mind, but it, it's got to, it's the same way, you know, like our nose is, you know, it's not as sensitive as a dog's obviously, but we, we can be, we can be, uh, manipulated through smells. Right. We can be manipulated, we can be put into moods, and it's strongly linked to uh, sentiment and memory. Olfactory senses are. Mm-hmm. But audio senses aren't to that extent. Not not to those things. I don't know exactly, like, if, if olfactory relates to memory, does audio relate to a specific function of the brain? Well, I mean, think about, like, the vibrations, and, you know, it's probably talking to your brain in a way that you, you know, it's like the same way we like music. You know, I can I can listen to you know explosions in the sky, and that's going to take me somewhere. Like you know, I'm thinking about instrumentals. It's going to take me in my mind somewhere that I wouldn't have normally gotten to without it. So it's the same kind of thing. I think there's a connection with audio and the like the inner mind and that that big screen that's inside of our heads. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we didn't have cable when I grew up. My mom always said, hey, make if you want MTV, you can make it up in your head when you're listening to the music. That's what I did. You missed the best part of MTV? Well, no, no, no. I, I still got it. But I'm. don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm still very <laughs> upset about the fact that there's not 120 minutes anymore. Yeah. I'm upset they took Whitesnake videos off the air. Wow. Who wouldn't be? Right. Um. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So, so my pick is, it's kind of a productivity thing too. I think um, now where'd actually you get it's, it? it's only a productivity. What am I talking about? Yeah. Where'd you get it? Um, uh, uh positive mindstates.com slash brain entrainment dot HTM. Um, I gotta look something up real quick here. Mm-hmm. The podcast I was on, I think it's called the zone. Dude, I'm sorry, I forgot. 
Um, but it was, it was a really, it was an interesting, uh, it was an interesting conversation. I, I wasn't overly prepared. The guy's name is Tom, Ev- Tom Evans. And he, he wrote, uh, the zone and this we know and created bending time. And he's, he's done a lot of stuff and he was, he was very interesting to talk to because he's a productivity guy. He's a, uh, time management guru kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, he doesn't talk to a lot of developers and I don't talk to a lot of time management guys. So it was like worlds, not colliding. It was like worlds colluding. I like it, it to get cool. to that, that alternate state of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. He talks a lot about zones and like getting into the zone to get your work done or to get anything done and do it well and do it without thinking too hard. And I, I buy into it. I do. Cause I hit zones all the time. Sometimes my zones last for 32 hours. Well, and see, that's a creative facet, I think, because I think a lot of the creatives, once you hit into there, there is literally no pulling you out until it's done. Especially when your wife's out of town. And the dogs haven't gone crazy yet. Yeah, but see, sometimes I lose my mind and I and I do everything else. I don't know why that is. You mean? Well, yeah, I do a lot of that. I do too much of that. I I get too busy thinking about the what if. I I, I found, and it's what everyone tells you, but I finally got good at it this year, and that's to just start. I just like I stop consciously thinking about what I want to get done and just mindlessly start it. And pretty soon some aspect of it will catch my attention. Some aspect of it will interest me. And the next thing I know I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm going. See, it's like when, before I start getting into the cut, I have all this footage in front of me and I just think Mm -hmm. to myself, what am I going to do with all this? It's overwhelming. So you just, you just start, you just pick up, you know, just, pick a, a clip and just start doing what you need to do with it. And soon enough, soon enough, you've made enough of a dent that all of a sudden it looks like fun instead of, uh, a mountain. Yeah. And if you give yourself too much of a deadline, then sometimes you, that it's almost like when you give yourself a deadline, you almost procrastinate that much more. No, it's when you first break your own deadline. Oh. Like I, I have to give myself deadlines, but I have to stick to them because the first time that I, I break my own or send a client an email that says, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm running a little behind. And they say, Oh, don't worry about it. It's cool. Uh, my brain will immediately start conspiring against me to just not get it done. Yeah. See, I don't like, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. That's when I yeah. turn the Netflix on that. I'm, I'm, I'm watching something that I really shouldn't be even watching. All right. Well, I have to jump on to Mac power users. So Ooh. we're going to do a quick wrap up. All right, let's do um, it. Let's see. So our third sponsor today is Omni Group, and they make some amazing productivity apps, including the new Omni Graffle 6. Omni Graffle is a great way for beginners or professionals to work on diagrams, layout pages for print, or create website and app mockups. It's for students, designers, engineers, and everybody else. Omni Graffle is the tool that provides, provides exactly the amount of power you need. Just drag and drop from a huge range of stencils for the casual now-and-again mockup, or create your own elements with pixel-perfect precision and great export options. OmniGraffle has non-destructive shape combinations and image masking and seriously easy-to-navigate inspectors. It's the easiest way to get your information and ideas into a beautiful document to share with others, and version 6 is the best yet. It brings a ton of new features and a completely new interface. Just go have a look. Get yourself a completely free trial of OmniGraffle at omnigroup.com. And if you have any questions, just email or call their fantastic support team. And uh, and thanks to Omni Group for supporting Five by Five and Systematic. Okay, so that's a monster people, app. It is, but we unfortunately don't have time to dive into it. No, I do. I love. I, I use OmniGraphle quite a bit. I have for years. But you are on Twitter as at Moze M O Z E. Mm-hmm. And you are on app.net as at Moe's. Yep. Yep. And, and those are the easiest website, ways. Uh, website is uh, blackoctopus.net. 
blackoctopus.net and your podcast, The Preservation State. And at pre preservationstate.com. That's right. And is there anywhere else you want to uh, list? I think that's it. Okay. Well, those will be in the show notes. And if anyone's enjoyed this conversation, you should definitely go check out what else Philip is doing. And you should and, see, yeah, and especially download the uh, episodes with you on there. I think we had a great time. <laughs> Have I ever been sober on your show? I don't know, but it was good. Were you sober on mine? Is this you sober? Absolutely. You Stone kids. cold. Awesome. Um, okay, yeah. And I'm T.T. Scoff uh, everywhere except for at brettterpstra.com. Although I own ttscoff.com. I haven't done much with it yet. Uh. Um should probably just redirect that but that's racist what <laughs> you're reverse racing racism on yourself okay <laughs> i'm lost anyway I know. well I'm, i am too a little bit philip thank you for being here thank you this has been an, an absolute phenomenal time loved it you're an excellent conversationalist i try to be I'll take you out for a drink sometime. We'll do it. All we'll, right. We'll find middle ground. Thank you to everybody for tuning in this week. And that was episode 72. And we'll be back in a week. Bye.